everybody. So here we are. We as a community stand in kind of a weird place in human history, right? We've never been here before. No other time in our story as humans have we ever done this, right? We've never pushed pause at the same exact moment. Sure, we've taken breaks individually, but we've never collectively as a world or anybody else pushed pause at the same time. And that's just kind of interesting. And I don't know about you, but in some ways, it's been interesting, right? It's been different for me. Um, I've, been, I've had gone for moments of being okay and, and some unsurety. Um, but I do miss a lot of things. And you probably miss a lot of things as well. See, I miss seeing people. I miss hugs. I miss handshakes. Uh, those aren't going to go anywhere. I'll still shake your hand. I miss uh, going to restaurants and eating a meal with my friends and family, and also sharing that same meal with a restaurant full of people. See, for that same moment, we just share life together. But the one thing that I don't miss is the abundance of chaos. Hear me out. I know it's chaotic now. I know that the news has a lot of reports. I know that there's a lot of different stats and a lot of different numbers. That is very chaotic. But yet I feel peace about this situation. I have hope about it. See, the chaos that I'm talking about is the extra, the busyness, the, the stuff, the clutter in our life and in my life that, that just didn't mean anything. And during this great slowdown, we, we have an opportunity to go through that clutter. Sure, that pause made us twitch, right? We were going 90 miles an hour through a double loop on a roller coaster, and it just stopped at the top of that second loop, and all of our chains wallets fell out of our pocket. We were scrambling. We twitched a little bit. But we just want some semblance of normal to make its appearance. I get that. But this week we jump into a topic that some would say is it's perfect for this time. But no matter how you approach it, you, you, you can see that there is benefit in tonight or today's discussion. Last week, see, Aaron talked about what it looks like to just hold on to this inner peace, to choose peace over conflict. And there are many areas in, in our life where conflict seems to be just growing. We have a desire to get back to normal. But we also have this tug on our hearts to, to redefine what that normal looks like, redefine what, what comes into our life. See, the peace that is only found in Jesus leads us to this new normal. It always has, and it always will. Jesus' peace will always come into our life, and we change and adapt to this peace. See, it's, it's like taking a giant eraser and erasing everything in our life and adding back the things that really matter. We, we get to a mulligan, right? If you're a golfer, a mulligan is a free shot. We get a mulligan in many areas of our life. And in fact, I want to I name this great pause. I want to change the name to, to maybe the, a mighty mulligan or, or maybe the mulligan to end all mulligans, right? Or maybe this is my personal favorite, the mother of all mulligans because this is the biggest one we've ever seen. Just because it worked before the great pause doesn't mean it was working well. And we have the opportunity to get to better. See, we have the chance to find a new way, to create new paths and new trails. And many times we get to do this as an individual life. Those are rare moments. But an even rarer moment is right now we get to do it together as a community, as a culture. Because this is what it's all about. Choosing discipline over disorder. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. See, disorder brings conflict. Conflict is the enemy of discipline. And conflict leads us to this place of disorder. 
But peace leads us to a level of discipline that we only imagined could be real. And that lands us right here this morning. Discipline over disorder. See, everyone knows that getting into better shape requires some work. It requires us to do something, to watch what we eat, to, to get more active physically, and, and maybe go to the gym. But it, it doesn't always come easy. See, life is like a marathon, or maybe in my case, life is like a, a box of chocolates, right? It's just a bunch of sugar. See, there are things that we choose or tools that we choose to either make it full of discipline or make it full of disorder. There's barbells and push-ups that we can build into our spiritual life. See, you and I are created spiritually. We live inside of a spiritual realm. We live inside a spiritual world. Now, that spiritual world just so happens to live alongside a physical world. And this physical world has a pull on us, right? We see cause and effect. We see that there are cause and effect in our physical world, but we miss the cause and effect in our spiritual world. See, spiritual, uh, our spiritual world has, has cause and effect just like the physical world. Um, I used to drive a, a Saturn uh, car, not a planet that'd be awesome, but it was just this four-door little car. Um, and this car got great gas mileage. I loved it. Um, and it was why I chose to drive this car, um, because I, it was getting 32 miles to the gallon. So um, the thing about Saturns is, is they tend to burn a little bit of oil. Just naturally, the oil disappears and it just burns up. So you have to check it. You have to make sure that your car is topped off with its fluids. So there, I'm driving to work and it dawns on me that I haven't checked the oil for I don't know how long. So I immediately pull over and pull the dipstick out. And out of the little tube of the dipstick, um, smoke just starts rolling out. Well, that's not a good sign. So I go and grab the oil that's in the trunk, I at least knew I had to keep oil on hand. So I grabbed the two quarts, and I opened the cap on the top of the engine, and more smoke pulled out, poured out. So I did what anyone else would have done in my position, and I looked the other way and just dumped oil down it and put the caps back on and hoped for the best. The car survived to live uh, and tell a story for another day, um, and I got extremely lucky. But our spiritual lives also come into this moment where we have to take the, the benefits of and, and weigh them for the future. This is what I mean. See, life is made up of small choices that build up over time. Each little decision that we make builds upon the last one. It, it, it grows. We may not see them as big, important decisions, but as a bunch of small decisions, they do add up over time. Those decisions determine the course of our life. Uh, this is uh, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says this, Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. See, with each decision, our hearts are being shaped and formed. And now Jesus says something similar in Luke chapter 6, picking it up in verse 43. He says, A good tree can't produce bad fruit. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces things, evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. See, our lives are not just left up to chance or karma. Every decision we make has a, a, a story to tell in our life. The influences in our life shape our world. What informs us, forms us. See, before all this craziness happened, many of us had routines and rhythms. We got up at the same time, we went to work at the same time, we dropped the kids off to the school, we went to the gym, and then just like that, our rhythms are gone. 
Now, in my life, I like rhythms, or in, in my case, I call them routines, because I live in a house with four girls. Um, I, uh, my wife lives there, too. Um, I also have six, or nine, sorry, I'll back that up. I have nine chickens in the backyard. Um, I have uh, six chicks. That's the baby chicken with the feathers, not the lady kind. I don't need any more women in my life. Um, I have a, a, a parakeet. I have three jobs. My wife has three jobs. We're juggling a lot. And so routines and rhythms keep us in balance. And for the most part, it does just that. It helps us keep life in balance. And some rhythms are born out of convenience, while others are born out of conviction. And that's just the way it goes. And when we come to a time like this, we get to see which of those rhythms are born out of convenience and which ones are born out of conviction. Because the ones in convenience land, they disappear. They, they just go by the wayside. But the ones that we put into our life based on conviction, they tend to stick around. See, discipline is not just a form of correction, but it's also a guide to our life and our actions. See, spiritual disciplines are practices and experiences that develop and grow our spiritual character and expand our life. These practices can either bring peace into our life or they can bring chaos into our life. Proverbs uh, chapter 12, verse 1 says this, To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Right? To grow and become more, we must allow God to, to work, and that means that we have to do something about it. We have to get involved in our active spiritual life. We have to do something. We play a role in this. Here's a quick proverb, a story that uh, uh, is found in Proverbs. It takes a lesson from a small little ant. It says this. It's found in chapter 6. It says this. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. See, the writer of this proverb takes this lesson from the ant. And the ant labors day in and day out, working constantly without taking breaks. It's gathering food and putting it in the pantry and keeping it for the winter. See, this ant is, has no ruler to tell them what to do. This ant is disciplined and diligent in their work, and they have self-control and don't pig out and eat this pantry full of food all at once. See, being disciplined is being proactive about your spiritual life and your character. But that isn't always easy, I'll admit that. We as people only tend to tackle what is in front of us at that moment, and we only do what is right in front of us immediately. To plan for something long-term like the ant, that's a little bit harder. Well, let's just take a look at how that proverb bookended that story with the lazy bones. We'll pick it up in verse 9. But you lazy bones, he says, how long will you sleep? How, when will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Well, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. See, not taking advantage of building into the future creates disorder and chaos. An armed robber in this uh, example is very traumatic. It's chaotic. By choosing to do nothing, we allow chaos into our spiritual lives. I can bet that no one in the sound of my voice, and since this thing is, is streaming, that's a lot of people, but I can bet anybody listening to this would not say, I want more chaos in my life. I'm not going to say that. However, I will say that I would like more order, more discipline in my life. We want for a moment to feel in control and at peace. 
See, discipline is choosing to do something now in the middle of today's chaos that will benefit us spiritually tomorrow. See, spiritual discipline builds reflexes in our life that allow us to draw on in times of need or crisis. A spiritual journey without discipline grows kind of sporadically, and it relies on external circumstances. It grows slowly. And it sounds a little philosophical, but when we are not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and go deep, we miss out on so many blessings that God has for us. Disciplines, when brought into our life, create order. It pushes us back against the disorder that this world wants to create in us. I'm a strong believer in organizing. Um, and it drives people nuts a lot of times. But if you look uh, at the way I keep my desk and my, my stuff, uh, it might not look organized to you because we each have different flavors of organizing. But for me, I know where everything is at. Everything in its place and a place for everything. Now, um, I used to teach um, uh, relationship classes with uh, Todd, who is also a, a teacher here, or a, a teaching elder at Waypoints. And we used to tag team some of these uh, relationship classes in local high schools. And one of the uh, examples, we had a visual aid of two bowls. One was a bowl of green marbles. One was a bowl of red marbles. And we'd refer back to this visual aid periodically throughout the, the course of this uh, class. Um, but I would notice that as I'd pick up the marbles and, and continue teaching, some of the green marbles made their way to the red bowl, and some of the red marbles made their way into the green bowl. I know I didn't do that because that would wig me out, um, but it was just becoming pretty frequent, so I'd have to stop and pause and sort things out and then pick up where I was and keep going. Um, but then it dawned on me that Todd is over there in the corner just laughing how many times I sorted those marbles because of my need for organi organizing. Now, when it comes to spiritual disciplines in our life, we don't need to go extreme OCD about it. Discipline uh, in our life doesn't have to distract us. See, disorder in our spiritual lives causes us to miss the moments God is working in and through us. That's very distracting. Disciplines are meant to build into our lives, not take moments away from our lives. So we're not slaves to some spiritual checklist. This is not the case. See, we don't have to do these things. We get to do them. God is inviting us into this moment to take and share these things with him. See, just like a music musician studies for the most of their life the art of music and the theories and the mechanics and everything that is in balance, and they learn these rules of music, they devote their life to that discipline, it allows so much freedom when they go to create. Now they can start to bend the rules and play with these things in the theories and they create something new in their life and they create through music something new. Spiritual disciplines allow us to do the same thing in our spiritual journey. And here's what I mean by that. A spiritual discipline in our life is not meant to bring us shame and guilt through any kind of slavery. We add disciplines in our life to better our life. Sure, sometimes we might not... Uh, get to them. We might skip them. Life happens and we miss it for a few days. But we don't need to beat ourselves up. We don't need to make ourselves the judge. Because church, that's not from God. Keeping spiritual disciplines is not a ticket to heaven. That is not what saves us. We're saved by the, the, the grace and the mercy that Jesus poured out on the cross. That's why we're saved. We're not saved by what we do. See, I don't, couldn't keep up with them anyway. And thankfully, Jesus has that covered. But spiritual disciplines provide an opportunity for us to place ourselves in the middle of God's blessing. They provide an opportunity where we experience God's grace in our life. 
grace is freely given to us by God, and disciplines uh, are our way of being active in this grace. See, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let, your, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So while we have the time right now, why don't we try to change something? Why don't we change something in our life? And I want to give you a couple of examples of what a spiritual discipline looks like. These are two different things. These are real tangible, simple things that you probably have heard somebody say that uh, are beneficial for your life. Um, but they're, they're so simple that you're going to be surprised. And you might not have even, even have thought about that these would be a spiritual discipline if you just put them in your life. So the first one is this. Read God's scripture for yourself. Read it for you. You take the time and open the Bible and read it for you. And I'd be surprised at, at how simple this is. And, you know, I've heard a lot from people that, that uh, only crack that Bible open when they come to church. When they're only once a week, that's when they open the Bible. The other six days, they don't take the time. Now, they love God. They follow Him, and they want to live a life full of Him. But they just haven't taken that next step. So I want to encourage you to just take that. If you haven't added that into your life, in your spiritual life, do it. There's no better time than right now to, to start something new because God is speaking to you through it. It's not an old book that's outdated. It's very alive and very active. You just have to open it up and read it for yourself. You have to search through it yourself. You have to take time to read your Bible every day, just a little bit. And you might be thinking that I'm not some spiritual giant. I'm not a theologian who, who understands what I'm reading, but you don't have to. You have to start somewhere. You can download the YouVersion app and find one of those Bible plans, and it'll help you guide yourself through something very similar, simple and, and relevant to your life. See, I'm a big fan of paper books. Call me old-fashioned. I like an old-fashioned Bible with pages. There's something about the feel, the weight in my hands, and the smell of the pages and the sound um, that, that, that just speaks to me. Um, if that is you, awesome. Grab your analog Bible and start reading. If you like the digital world, then grab your smartphone and download that version app and start reading for yourself. Take, take just a few minutes just to read for yourself. It's very simple. And the second one is just as obvious and simple that sometimes we forget it. And it's this. Schedule yourself a time to pray every day. Just set a few moments aside to pray. God wants to hear your heart. He wants to hear from you. He, he wants to have a conversation with you. See, if you take the time and read something in your Bible, God is speaking to you through that. Then prayer is how you get to take the time and speak back to God and have a dialogue about what he said in his, in his scripture. See, pray without ceasing, as the, as the Apostle Paul tells us. Your prayer can be simple. It does not have to be full of words that uh, you heard somebody else repeat in a prayer. They can be your words. In fact, it's better if you use your words. Because God is not about what you say. More, he's more concerned about your heart while you say it. He wants to hear you. Use your words. If prayer is something new and you feel clunky doing it, it's okay. 
You have to start somewhere. You have to get on your toes and your feet and, and just start praying. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to do it. You don't have to start a prayer with dear God. You don't have to end the prayer the same way. You, you just start. Just talk to God like he's your friend, like he's sitting right there. See, uh, the purpose of these two things, reading the Bible and, and scheduling a time to pray, uh, they're simple. They're not meant to add things to your life. I know that life is kind of out of sorts right now. Um, but while we have this opportunity to sit and determine what our lives are going to look like in the middle of this and maybe what they're going to look like after this, it's a great opportunity to figure out, well, maybe I should start a new habit. Maybe I should start a new habit that, that adds something to my life instead of just something that takes away from my life. And I want to encourage you. They say it takes about 30 days to start a new habit before that habit has roots. So I want to encourage you for 30 days, pick one or both of these things. Read your Bible, or if you're reading your Bible and maybe you, you don't have a certain time of day that you pray, schedule that time. But pick a time to do one or both of these things for the next 30 days. And it doesn't have to be crazy long. Five minutes a day. Just take five minutes a day and start there. And it might be hard. It might be like, oh, there's, this is a little uncomfortable. There seems to be a lot of distractions that are coming in my life. And that's just going to happen. Because honestly, we have an enemy that does not want us to do any of these things. To be able to build today for a stronger future in our spiritual life. See, you'll, you're not going to be disappointed. More than likely what's going to happen is five minutes today is not going to be enough in a couple weeks. You're going to want to go 10 minutes would be better. I, I want to build 10 minutes into my life where I, I read my Bible and I spend some time in prayer. And if those two spiritual disciplines are, are uh, already in your life, then I want to encourage you to maybe read the Bible and, and search scriptures and, and, and ask people in your life, maybe what's another discipline that I could add into my life? See, none of these things, none of the blessings that God wants to do with you and through you are found outside of Him. It takes us to get active through something like a spiritual discipline, where we just add into our life a new rhythm, where we can flow into something that's just new and active. Because our faith is our faith, and our faith is tied to God. But sometimes we have to get our hands dirty and we get to be responsible for our spiritual journey. So I want to invite you, while we're in this weird time, take 30 days, take five minutes a day, and start something new. Start a new rhythm. Start something new that will change the direction of your spiritual growth. And I know that you're going to be just so blown away by what God is going to do through your life. So thank you guys for, for today. And I hope that uh, you add something new to your life.